Welcome to Mr. Bait and Switch. Ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Each of these stories is written to reflect on life-giving insights, but you have to figure out what the insight is that will keep you alive. For more information and reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. And now, let's get to our next story. Bridge. Written by J. Thomas Sparrow and read by Geraldine Hoxie Sparrow. Dressed in a brown suit, Blake Tui took a step onto the haunted bridge. It was a covered pedestrian walkway, connecting marketing with manufacturing. It was rarely used. The 100-year-old ornate metal door that Blake opened was a reminder of the long-term success of the company. The bridge was totally enclosed and had tinted windows on both sides. It spanned about 100 yards with large pipes and wires that ran along its length. In the late afternoon sun, it had an eerie darkness to it. Blake's wing-tipped shoes shuffled as he walked along the bridge. He wondered if he would see the lady. Once a month, someone from the marketing department would walk to the manufacturing plant to advise the supervisors of the upcoming sales projections. Of course, marketing could have simply sent an email, but the VP felt it best to add a personal touch. Tell people in person what you need them to do, she said. There were stories from some of the other marketing folks who had walked this bridge by themselves. They had said that there was a lady who appeared to them. They said she was a ghost. They also said they wouldn't go back on that bridge. Blake loosened his yellow tie just a bit. He didn't believe in ghosts, but this bridge was like a dim tunnel, and it gave him the creeps. Plus, he was nervous about telling manufacturing what he needed them to do. Sometimes people don't want to listen, he thought. He made it to the other side. Blake opened the wooden door and entered the plant for his meeting. Once he and the supervisor sat down, Blake said, over the next two months, sales will be exceptionally high because of the discounts we are advertising. Blake handed him the sales forecast. The supervisor looked over the sheet and shook his head. These numbers are unrealistic. We don't have enough staff to produce this volume. Why don't you ever ask us before you launch your advertising campaigns? Blake responded, Look, we have our job and you have your job. We work hard to make our advertising dollars go as far as possible. Opportunities come up quickly and we have to take advantage of them. That is what pays my salary. And that is what pays your salary. The plan is already in motion. I'm sorry, but end of discussion. As Blake started the walk back to his building across the bridge, he wondered why the manufacturing people didn't seem to understand how the business worked. Why couldn't they be excited at the prospect of accelerating production? It meant overtime for them, and extra staff could be hired. The more people working, the better, Blake thought. He looked up and was startled to see someone else on the bridge. A woman was standing ahead of him. Like many of the plant workers, the woman was dressed in coveralls. As Blake walked by her, the woman said in a gravelly voice, You have no 
idea. Blake didn't say anything, didn't look back. As he walked, he thought, this must be the lady. To muster his courage, he closed his eyes and clenched his fists for a brief second. Twenty feet further, Blake saw the woman again. Blake wondered how she had gotten ahead of him. As Blake approached, she frowned and said in a voice so quiet, Blake could barely hear it, You have no idea. Blake blurted out, What? What do I have no idea about? The woman shook her head in disgust. Blake stopped walking and looked closer at this lady. Blake seemed to be seeing through her. Blake could see the pipes that were behind the woman. An intense fear rippled through Blake. He took one step backwards. The woman turned away from him and began to crank a metal wheel attached to one of the pipes. Mist spread across the bridge. The white mist filled the passageway so that Blake could no longer see the door to marketing. Trembling, Blake walked into the steamy mist. A few steps later, the woman appeared in his path. Blake shouted out, leave me alone. It was a face-to-face -face moment of marketing being stopped by manufacturing. The woman was scowling at him. She disappeared into the mist. All Blake could hear was the hissing of the steam and his own labored breathing. The corridor went totally white. After a moment, Blake saw a patch of color up ahead. It was like a little movie playing. The mist was the screen. He saw in this picture a meeting was taking place. A man in a suit was saying, it has to be this material on the product. It's what sells. A man in a blue shirt was saying, it's not possible to use that material. It doesn't matter if it sells. The compounds involved are toxic. It is not safe. Do your job and use the material. Make it safe. That's your job. A new scene appeared in the mist. Blake saw a pipe coming out of a concrete wall. The pipe was discharging liquid into a pond. All the while, the manufacturing plant was in the background. At first, frogs were jumping, croaking, and swimming in the pond, then floating on the water, decaying with flies buzzing above them. The buzzing got louder and louder and then stopped abruptly. An organ began to play. Blake saw a stained glass window, people crying, a coffin with the lid closed. Screams of grief filled the bridge. Then the pictures were gone and the corridor went silent, except for the hissing of the steam. Blake stumbled over to the glass window and looked down. Leaning against the glass wall, he could barely make out the ground. He needed to get off this bridge. He forced himself to continue to walk toward the marketing building. Because of the mist, he couldn't see his feet, which was disorienting, like he wasn't fully there. Blake heard someone breathing behind him, and then a voice. You have no idea. We have seen your kind before. Blake turned to where he had heard the voice. 
No one was there. As he turned back, color shone in the white mist once again. He saw a vision of a meeting between two men. A man in a suit was saying, The plant has to do better. You have to keep up with the sales forecast. The success of our quarterly earnings rests upon it. It's not safe. It pushes our workers too hard. Words came out in slow motion from the man in the suit. You will do it. You will do it. Your job is on the line. Find a way. Blake then saw in the mist an image of a giant sorting wall dropping containers to the belt below. It was a white incline with a never-ending tumble of containers going to the belt. As the scene continued, Blake watched a woman at the top of the incline. She was trying to free a stuck container. The woman loses her balance, slips, tries to stay on her feet, slides down the incline, screams, slips some more, hits the solid pole by the belt, red everywhere. The woman is caught in the bottom of the belt and wedged against the pole. Blake was sick. Sweat poured off his forehead. He couldn't breathe. He fell to his knees and began to crawl through the mist toward the metal doors that led to the marketing department. As he crawled, Blake's hand came down next to a boot. He saw a leg. The woman leaned down. Her face appeared. The face transformed before Blake's eyes. It was now covered in blood. The woman stepped back. Her stomach, her legs, her boots were all covered in blood. She disappeared into the white, steaming mist. Blake let out a choked cry. He realized that the visions he had seen were of the bleak history of his successful company. He knew there were manufacturing deaths. He knew there were chemical spills and lawsuit payoffs. A flash of yellow up ahead, then brown. Another colored scene gradually appeared. Blake stopped and watched it. This was someone in a suit, lying on a floor crying for help. Help me. Help. Help. Gradually, the picture came into focus and revealed the man's face. It was Blake. He yelled, stop it. Blake now saw in the mist the meeting room he had been in. He saw the plant supervisor, who was shaking his head. He was saying, these numbers are unrealistic. We don't have enough staff to produce this volume. Blake watched and listened to himself say, this is what pays your salary. The plan is already in motion. I'm sorry, but end of discussion. The picture faded. The mist in the tunnel began to swirl. In the heat of the enclosed tunnel, Blake forced himself to crawl toward the door. His face felt like it was blistering. He collapsed to the ground. 
Now he was on his belly, creeping like a baby, still trying to make his way to the door. The steam was scalding his hands. Blake felt his lungs burning. The door, the door, he must make it to the door. He stopped, let out another cry. Help me, help, help. On the floor, stuck in the mist, he gasped. Those were the very words he had just heard. He felt he must be in a dream. He was scooting his way through a scalding nightmare. He touched the door. He had made it. He managed to stand. He pulled the door handle. It wouldn't open. Blake pounded on the door. He pounded and pounded for what seemed a full minute. He lost his strength and fell back to his knees. He collapsed in a ball. The woman in the coveralls appeared to him in the mist. She bent down and whispered in his ears, Now you have an idea of the other side. Like the steam clearing in the room, the lady went from visible to invisible. Thanks for listening to Mr. Bait and Switch, ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Remember, to see reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. This podcast is brought to you by Resounding Source Audio.